0: You're listening to We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a Supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the Hit CW Show. And this week, we will be covering Season 2, Episode 19, Folsom Prison Blues. I'm Kenzie. I'm Hayley. And we need to talk about Sam. This week is, um, <laughs> Rooster by, uh, Alice in Chains, which is a good song, it's a great song. Um, Alighty I like this episode. It's another good one. The amount of fan fiction I have read about this episode is not enough. <laughs> probably more than you'd expect, but not enough. And yes, it is exactly the pairing that people are probably thinking it is. <laughs> All my all my Discord friends. What, Tiny? No! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've actually encountered a Tiny... Tiny D? Folsom Prison Blues fake. Interesting. Huh. Fun fact, though. The actor who plays Tiny, is that's Cliff Costerman. And anybody who follows Jared and Jensen at all knows that that's their bodyguard. <laughs> he oh, wasn't wait, really? their bodyguard at the time. But after filming the episode... I don't really know the full details of how it happened. What are you wearing on your finger? It's a ring. Oh. (laughs) It looked like a... Like a key ring. Yeah. Just a little bit. (laughs) From the other side. Um, Sometime after filming the episode, he was hired on to be their driver, I think, and they had another guy who was their bodyguard, and then eventually that other guy left or got fired or something, and so he took over as bodyguard and driver. And he was there all the time, and he goes with them to conventions. He... I think he lives down in Texas, because, um, when Texas had that bad snowstorm last winter, or last February, which was they're planning for another one, fun, very excited for y'all Texas, um, he actually came and stayed at the Padaleckis, along with a few of the Walker cast and crew, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, that's, (laughs) that's who that guy is. (laughs) That's Cliff. (laughs) Okay, but, we haven't met Cliff yet, because we haven't even started the episode. (laughs) So we start our recap off with our usual saving people hunting things and then we kind of establish that the boys are wanted by the fbi and specifically that the guy after them is um special agent Hendrickson. all right so we open our cold open is in green river county detention center and i don't remember where this actually is um <laughs> where but an old cell block is being reopened and as the um i just realized i did pull up the wiki as the workers who are reopening it like they, they crack this one door open. There's like a cold spot and like a wind rushes past them like some invisible force is escaping this room. Um, it's kind of creepy actually. <laughs> That's the whole point. So then we cut to later in another part of the jail where a man named Randall um, I like Randall. I think he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's an interesting character. He's reading when the lights start flickering and then the clock in the hall stops um and as randall watches something like floats really fast past his cell i say floats because i know it's a ghost but like something moves past his cell and he's obviously a little bit freaked out he gets the attention of the guard on the security camera who comes down and tells him to cool it and go to bed um and then the guard turns all the lights out on b block which is where randall's cell is and they he's heading out Um, but he gets, like, stalked and then murdered by a ghost. (laughs) 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 He gets his arm trapped in, like, the sliding barred door at the end of the cell. Like, it starts- he's, like, standing right there, and I guess he's got his arm kind of in the doorway, and it slams closed on his arm, and then something only he can see approaches him, and he starts screaming- but obviously, the only people down there are locked up, so nobody can help. And then we get our splash screen. And we get to three months later, where the boys are breaking into a museum, and Sam is not happy about this. <laughs> Sam complaining about Dean's plan this entire episode is the best. Because <laughs> Sam's like, this is literally the dumbest thing we have ever tried. What on earth are we doing? Um, Apparently, before this moment, he has also expressed multiple times that he hates the plan. Um, So the boys, like, crack open some, like, jewelry cases or something, or, like, glass cases, and are, like, examining some... Dropping my moonstone. I didn't. I almost (laughs) said, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) They're examining some artifacts when they hear sound and go to investigate, and then encounter um, the police, who arrest them. And, like knowing that this was on purpose and then and watching this episode makes like changes this yeah a lot because the you know that sam and dean are good enough to first off because henryx even says that like they got tripped up by a motion sensor like Mm -hmm. y'all are too good for that uh, so there's that for starters, but also, like, they are good enough to have evaded the security and gotten out of there just fine. So they literally were, like, walked right into it yeah. <laughs> on purpose. Uh, the boys get their mug shots taken. Dean is having a grand time with this. He is very clearly, uh, I think he's trying to keep his mood up to kind of balance out Sam being the biggest sourpuss on the planet. <laughs> Sam is so pissed about this whole thing. Um, I mean, but also, I think Dean's just—I so. think it's Dean's just kind enough. of having a grand old time as well, because he knows it's not permanent. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna get out, so like, might as well have fun." <laughs> <laughs> um, but their arrest is complicated by the arrival of Henriksen, who has been tracking the boys. Uh, I love when Henriksen walks in the room, and Dean's like, "Like, finally, I want a burger." <laughs> Something and Hendrickson's like, this is the iconic. Hendrickson says, "You think you're cute," and Dean says, "I think I'm adorable." <laughs> He's not wrong; <laughs> he is adorable. But Hendrickson's partner, who is the epitome of the most boring man on the planet. <laughs> Which I He's honestly just kind of love. He yeah, just repeats everything. Back. It's great. It's great because Henriksen like is very charismatic and like fills up a scene and space, you know, uh-huh. with his presence. And so ha- him having this really boring partner to like balance out, I think it's funny. But I think this is this is the first time we meet his partner, and I think it's the only time. Yeah, I don't remember seeing him again. I don't remember seeing him again. Um, is this partner of a name? Yes, but I can't remember it. <laughs> I can scroll down to the cast list. Let's see, what's his partner's name? Um, Reedy, Agent Reedy, I think. Hmm. Yeah, Calvin Reedy. Calvin Reedy, the most boring guy with the most boring name. <laughs> All right, so, um, they Don't put. But Hendricks... is Calvin Reedy. <laughs> <laughs> Hendrickson. Tells his partner to read off the charges, which range from mail fraud to murder. That's Dean has uh, covered the entire spectrum, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Henriksen says that Sam is now a suspect for murder, too. Uh, he's like, you know, your dad taught you well, but you getting caught, that was a rookie move. And this is when Mara Daniels arrives, and I like her. And Haley <laughs> was slightly confused by her actress... <laughs> She looks like a blonde Jewel State. <laughs> she I, does! That's why I thought I'd seen her before. <laughs> he was like, I have seen her in something. We went through her entire IMDb. And like, the only thing <laughs> I've seen her in that I know for certain I've watched is Supernatural. She has also a voice in Red Dead Redemption, like video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone I which don't Hayley remember. Which also loves. Uh, which character it was. but some One of the Pals. Um, I'm trying to remember who the Powells were. Laura Powell? I don't know. You can Google it if you want. Um, but Mara Daniels is the boys' public defender. Uh, she ends this interview, um, like a good lawyer. Um, and she meets with both of the boys and tells them that they're going to be sent to Green River County Detention Center until their arraignment for the breaking and entering charges, which won't be until next Tuesday. Um, and we're not really told how many days is next Tuesday. There's a red I think like a week. Oh, there's a wiki for everything. I was depressed. <laughs> um, she's
1: a minor character. Oh, she's the, the flirty lady in the casino. Ah, oh. in a uh, San Denis. Okay. So any uh, fellow Red Dead Redemption two <laughs>
0: the game players? Actress who plays <laughs> Mara Daniels, whose name is Bridget Ann White. Yep. Um, she looks like a blonde jewel state. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I know who that is now. Alright. So, the, the I think it's gonna be, like, five days or something until the boys' arraignment. And so, in the meantime, they're going to Green River County Detention Center. Um, and she's like, no judge is gonna grant you bail. Five states have already put in papers for extradition. Sam's like, well, how long can we stall that? And she's like, maybe a week. But that's a big maybe. Um, and from there, the boys arrive in jail. Um, we very, right off the bat, get a like sexual assault joke, because that's fun. Because um, one of the guys in the yard points at Sam and says, you know, you're mine, sweetheart, or something like that. And then Dean says, don't worry, Sam, I won't trade you for smokes. <sighs> great, We're off to a great start! <laughs> okay, um, we very briefly focus on a sign that says fighting won't be tolerated, which is a great... <laughs> <laughs> foreshadowing because Dean gets into a lot of brawls. Three three fights. Well, I guess the one with Sam isn't totally a fight but, like, three arguments of some kind. Um, so inside, the boys are assigned cells across from each other. Dean tries to claim the upper bunk and his, his cellmate is like, you're fucking insane. This is mine. And claims it. Um, Sam, meanwhile, finds I, himself facing a, if that was... an ac- a guy who might be taller than him. <laughs>
1: I wonder if that was actually a plea because he didn't want the top bunk.
0: No, I don't think so. I don't know. That's what it seemed like to me, but... Really? Dean's like, I'll take top bunk, and then the guy's like, fuck you, and takes top bunk. So, I think it's more just, like, pushing boundaries and... Of... Who, I don't know. Dean's... Dean's also, like, a jokey guy, but... Yeah. Um, Sam finds himself with a uh, cellmate who might be taller than him. Um which the boys have joked in interviews is not allowed on was not allowed on set in later seasons (laughs) because it made Jared mad to not be the tallest guy on set. I don't think he really cares that much (laughs) but um and then as the doors doors close and lock the boys lock eyes from across the hall. We cut to later the inmates are all in line being checked with metal detectors I think on their way to the um either to the I think to the yard um or no to the cafeteria and Dean asks how Sam's roommate is. Sam's like, the guy, he just keeps staring at me and it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, And then he tells Dean that this is the dumbest, craziest thing they've ever done in a long-storied career of dumb and crazy. Um, And he's right. He's right. I mean, I guess... I guess demons in prison are on different levels, but, like, at least they really knew what they were doing with demons. Like, getting themselves actually arrested could go so wrong so fast.
1: Yeah, especially also, since Sam's like already
0: wanted. <laughs> yeah, for freaking murder. Well, and Sam's like, what about Henriksen? And Dean's like, yeah, he works faster than I thought he did. <laughs> like, they weren't expecting Henriksen to show up that quickly. But here he is. Um... <clears throat> Dean's like, don't worry about it. It's all part of the plan. We just have to find the ghost, get rid of the ghost, and then our escape plan is a sure thing. We'll get out. And we learn in this conversation that they are doing this as a favor to a guy named Deacon, who was in the Marines with John and apparently saved John's life once, which means that the boys owe him one even though they barely know him. (laughs) This is Dean's logic of loyalty and favors and stuff. Sam's like, this is fucking stupid. He should have just, like, uh (laughs) I... This is the dumbest thing ever, because we don't know this guy, but Dean is very insistent. Um, He says- Dean says that they're not saints, but they pay their debts. Um, The boys arrive in the cafeteria, they get their food, um, which Sam is not a fan of. Um, Sam is a very picky eater. This is the most I have to talk about Sam this episode, is his food thing. Um, Personally, I have the headcanon that Sam doesn't have a diagnosable eating disorder under the DMS- or dsm dsm that's what it is dms (laughs) i'm tired but he has like really like recognizable disordered eating patterns and they definitely crop up a lot when he's under stress Mm -hmm. and when he doesn't have control of his food um like we definitely see like there are later seasons where he later episodes um where you'll see him like get a burger and only eat half of it or something and, like, things like that. Or, like, get so wrapped up into research that he doesn't- that he just forgets to eat and things like that. So Sam doesn't have the greatest eating habits. And we don't see him eat once here in prison, which I guess- The food
1: doesn't look great. It doesn't look
0: great. (laughs) But I- I guess he's- might be of the mindset that, like, well, we're not gonna be here that long, so I guess I'll just stick it out. Like- i'm hoping he's at least eating breakfast we only see them at like lunchtime i think so maybe he's getting some fruit in or something i don't know do they give prisoners fruit (laughs) i don't know um the boys keep discussing the case and we learn that their number one suspect is mark moody a psycho killer who died of a heart attack in the old cell block the one that was just reopened um according to like sam's research all of the victims so far have died of a heart attack so Dean says that there must be something in the old cell block keeping Moody there, they just have to find it. Um, and as the boys, like, get up to leave, Sam bumps into another inmate, who's kind of, like, aggressive, even though Sam apologizes, and Dean butts in to defend Sam, because this is how they roll, and ends up getting in a fight. Uh, <laughs> so some guards interrupt- Uh, and a specific guard, who we will see multiple times, Yes. (laughs) Uh, interrupts and he learns Dean's name and tells me he's not off to a good start before sending both him and the guy that Dean was fighting with to solitary. Um, and while he heads off, the, a friend of the guy that Dean fought makes, like, a slitting throat gesture at Sam and we'll learn later that this is tiny. (laughs) Tiny is not tiny. Tiny is quite large. (laughs) He's very tall. I, think, I feel like anyone named Tiny Jensen. is actually huge. Oh, always. It's a rule. You can't name- <laughs> it's like Little John is yeah, gigantic. You can't name a, a small person Tiny <laughs> like in a script. It doesn't work. Um, so Dean is in solitary where he tries and fails to bond with a guy he was fighting with, who we learn his name is Lucas. Um, and then the lights flicker and the temperature drops- And the clock in the hallway stops, and then a ghost attacks Lucas and kills him while Dean can't do anything about it. Um, oh yeah, we get a close-up on the ghost's eyes. Yeah. We do- we get these a couple times throughout the episode, and something that they're doing with the eye makeup, and I think she's probably wearing contacts too, is just really effective and freaky. Um, I like it. It's- it's interesting. It makes this specific ghost kind of unique. So from there, we cut to Henriksen's office. My brain wanted to combine those words. (laughs) Um, Mara Daniels, the public defender, uh, comes in to talk to him about the Winchester charges because she thinks there are some weird inconsistencies. She is right. She has talked to a cop in Baltimore who says the boys saved her and helped her catch a killer. And a witness from a bank robbery who also says that the boy saved her life um and Henriksen is like, yeah, I talked to all the witnesses. they're all insane like Henriksen is so set on the boys being guilty of everything that he is completely discounting these witnesses and just being like well they're 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 crazy. they don't yeah. know what they're talking about like I literally we were watching this episode yesterday and I was like Henrickson's kind of a dick. <laughs> he's very set he, on his he is goal. Very, he is very narrow-minded. And I mean, like, he's not wrong that the boys have committed some crimes and stuff, but, like, he, he is very dead set, and he will not see, like, another possible answer to all the things. Mara's like, stuff doesn't line up. It's not cut and dry. There definitely- there has to be more to this. And Henrickson- uh then says um the adults are working and dismisses her what the fuck That's really i am- i totally forgot that i didn't He's- catch that you didn't catch that uh-uh. i think i was talking over the top of it Um, that is such a dick move this is this is she's a fucking lawyer Yeah. like this is a badass smart woman who's going to outsmart him later in this episode and i part of me thinks that the fact that he was such a dick now definitely got her more on Plead. the Winchester yeah. side, because the she's like, she's like, hey, this isn't cut and dry, I think there's more to what's this than you think there is, I want to, like, look more into this, I don't think the evidence is that clear, the witnesses aren't that clear, like, this isn't just an open-shut case, and he's like, no, you're wrong, you don't know anything, you don't know what you're talking about, go away. Like, he's so disrespectful to her about this, even though she's just really trying to be a good lawyer. Yeah. Like... She's trying I to do think, her job. <laughs> I think that sets her up so that when Dean comes to her and is like, you are a good lawyer and I need your help, she is much more inclined to actually help him because she doesn't like Henriksen and yeah. she doesn't think Dean is as guilty as Henriksen thinks he is. And I just, I just made that connection in my head is that Henriksen fucked himself over by being a massive dick. Yeah. <laughs> I like him when we meet him again in Justin Bello, I like him. He has a he, bit of a change of heart. Yeah, and he, like, realizes that it's not as cut and dry and simple as it once was, and, you know, and, like, yeah, once he, like, changed, like you said, once he has a change of heart, I like him more, but in this episode, oh my god. <laughs> he's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a oh, in this episode. Yeah. Oh, so back in the prison, um, Sam has been assigned the task of mopping the floor of the bathroom, um, with Randall. Sam introduces himself, uh, and then when Randall introduces himself back, Sam's like, oh my god, you were there the night that guard died. Um, uh, and he asked what Randall saw. <laughs> oh, this is the part in the, the, in my notes where I was like, how have I not said a single thing about how Fucking phenomenal sam looks this episode <laughs> jensen had his jumpsuit his like prison jumpsuit tailored so of course it looks good jared did not as far as i'm aware like i'm sure they like got one that like fit him but holy fucking shit <laughs> no one to look that good in a bright orange prison jumpsuit it's not fair <laughs> hayley is laughing at me <laughs> and he thinks I'm ridiculous. (laughs) The way it, like, fits across his shoulders and is how, like, extra tall it makes him look. (laughs) It's this one and his janitor look for an episode in season four. They just should not do it for me, but they do it. I don't know why. Um... (laughs) God also his hair is like perfectly styled this episode like it just looks which so also good. doesn't make sense for being in a prison yeah that's true but <laughs> even when he puts on that like bulky blue jacket later like he still looks really good <laughs> it's not fair okay so randall asks sam why he's in jail and sam says because i have an idiot for a brother uh, randall's like yeah that'll do it yep Yep, I, there are probably a lot of people in jail with that son, with that kind of story. <laughs> um, Sam learns that Randall was not only there the night that the guard died, Randall was also there the night that Mark Moody died. Um, and he also, Sam also learns that it wasn't a heart attack, like the report said. Um, I think the way Randall puts it is, yeah, his heart stopped after they bashed his skull in or something like that. Like, apparent- Mark Moody was beaten to death by a guard. Uh, and Randall knows this because he also cleaned up the blood the next morning. Fun. Poor Randall has seen some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Randall. Oh. So, out in the yard, Dean is kicking ass at cards and winning a lot of cigarettes. And also, kind of pissing off some people. Nothing ever comes of it, but... <laughs> The man has, like, a mountain of cigarettes. (laughs) Sam's like, you don't even smoke. (laughs) Dean's like, currency of the realm. Like, Dean. (laughs) He's way too into this. He is so into this. Um, But Dean tells Sam what happened in solitary, and Sam, uh, in turn, explains the truth of what happened to Moody. Apparently, there was so much blood that they had trouble cleaning it up. Um, So Sam's like, obviously, like, there's obviously going to be blood left behind. So he has a plan to get to the old cell block, but he doesn't have a plan to burn it. Luckily, Dean has a whole lot of cigarettes to trade. (laughs) A whole lot. And he, we don't see him do this, but he does, he gets Sam a lighter. Um, back in the cafeteria, um, Sam picks a fight with Tiny, the big guy from the day before, uh, and makes a distraction that allows Sam to slip away to the old cell block, Um, Sam also (laughs) steals salt from the kitchen as he goes. Did you catch this? Uh Uh-uh. He steals it off a tray in the kitchen. And then he's gigantic 6'5 Sam Winchester sneaks through the vents (laughs) to get to the old cell block. When he, like, sneaks out of it with those little slip-on shoes. (laughs) It's really cute. Um, Back in the cafeteria, the same guard from before um, is is like, seriously, dude, you need to stop fighting. (laughs) Uh, but not that kindly. And sends both Dean and Cliff, or not Cliff, um, Tiny, to the infirmary. Um. So, Sam, meanwhile, sneaks out of the vent and finds the cell where Moody died. Inside is a old bloody mattress that is apparently still there. I I guess they don't clean things up here that well. Um, I guess the cell block's been closed for, like, 30 years, huh? So, like... That makes mm. sense like if they just like locked it all up yeah. and forgot about it yeah and it's not like like it's been opened but it's not in use yet um but sam burns the mattress using salt and um lighter fluid and i think some matches that dean traded for or it's like assumed dean traded for meanwhile sam and tiny are or not sam dean and tiny are locked up in the infirmary Um, we learn that Tiny is actually a guy with some low self-esteem issues and a kind of a shitty past. Um, but while they're chatting, an apparition of a nurse appears and attacks Dean. Um, he manages to grab salt from his meal tray and ward her off, but she attacks and kills Tiny instead. Um... This is a very intense scene. Like, this gets intense real fast. Yeah. I mean, ghost scenes always do. The pounding- I love the sound editing for this scene. When Dean gets attacked, because you can hear his pounding heart, and then even when she, like, leaves him- He gets her to go away, like, you can still hear it. It's very effective. Very good sound editing. Um, poor giant tiny. (laughs) Poor tiny. (laughs) Poor tiny. Um, we go back out to the yard- Um, Dean explains to Sam what happened. Sam's like, dude, I already called Deacon. Like, I thought we were done. We're getting out tonight. Like, Dean's like, well, we're gonna need to do some research. Sam's like, in case you haven't noticed, we're in jail. (laughs) Uh, What's your plan? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So the boys approach Randall and end up paying him two packs of cigarettes to tell them about Nurse Dolores Glockner. Um, Dean is very pouty. About these cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that he's not going to use. He worked hard on th- to earn those. This is hard-owned cigarettes. It's the same thing when Sam uses Dean's, like, 20s that he won in pool or something to bribe a witness. And Sam's like, it's my hard-earned- Or Dean's like, that's my hard-earned money. And Sam's like, dude. <laughs> um, but we learned that this nurse, apparently there was rumors that she was would was killing prisoners in the infirmary. Uh, via the, like, what did he call it? The, like, Charles Manson needle or something like that? Which I'm assuming, basically, I I don't know too much about this. But I have heard that if you, like, um, have, like- that's why doctors, like, tap- needles where they're giving a shot so like get all the air bubbles out because mm. if you don't do that and air bubbles get into someone's bloodstream it can cause a heart attack oh um that. and you can do it on purpose <laughs> uh. and it's supposed to like like it causes if you do it in like the right spot like you, nobody will ever see the mm. like little needle mark yeah so like it's a really effective way of killing somebody and having it look natural um the boys speculate that this nurse uh, was going after anyone who broke the law. The ironic part is that in doing so, she was breaking the law. <laughs> um, you probably could have logic her into exploding herself if you wanted to. I'm not sure if she'd listen to logic though. But so apparently the guard she killed wasn't really squeaky clean. Dean um, says I heard in the yard, and Sam's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean, does it bother you at all how easily you seem to fit in here? No, not really. <laughs> this, this episode, and last episode, really highlight Dean's ability to kind of fit in. hmm Even if it's not, like, his natural place, or where he'd even want to, like, be. Like, in life, like, he... He just finds a way to just kind of merge himself into an environment. I think he did it too in, um, a bit in, um, the clown episode. Was that 201 or 202? Definitely. No, that was 202. He definitely did it last episode. Um, Yeah, he definitely did it last episode. This episode and last episode are very much Dean somehow maintaining, like, being like a natural this undercover work which is funny because if you put him on the spot he's a fucking mess <laughs> um but yeah it's really impressive it's one of his like really good skills as a hunter is that he can just kind of fit his way in places um and i think it's probably a little bit easier if they're places where people aren't looking too hard at you yeah. you know like on the film set like he was just assumed to be a PA, and he was like, "All right, because they're just, just kind of like low slide level. In. Yeah, I'll just slide in here, make myself at home because they usually and be really good at it.
1: impersonate like people of authority, like FBI yeah. agents, etc.,
0: police guys. Yeah, and he's pretty good at that. But but that's like they,
1: a planned well, ruse. They kind of fit in better with like these like part of the crowd, whatever you know. Yeah,
0: well, because the idea is that they're just like a couple of like rednecks from Kansas, you know? There are a couple of guys from the middle of nowhere helping people in the middle of nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the like backwoods of America. Um and obviously like it also something I really love about the earlier seasons we don't get as much in the later seasons is the clear definition between the boys and like middle class suburbia, you know? So and we're usually we're seeing them interacting. Like, across, like, these class divides. Like, interacting with people of, like, higher, quote, like, social standing. You know, people who have, like, settled lives and careers and things like that. and Not stolen credit cards and, you know. But then you get them among, like, the, quote, like, lowest population. And they just fit. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's kind of... Like, they're always working in, like, the underside of society. That's, like, kind of where the monsters reside. Yeah. So, I don't- it's very interesting. It is interesting. I like it. I like- I like when we get to see them, like, being really good at something like this. I mean, they're always really good at hunting, but, like, watching Dean just fit right in and, like, (laughs) you know, is always good fun. Um, I feel like Sam's not quite as good at it. Like, I think he has to think about it a little more. Dean is a little more of a natural. Whereas Sam's, like, he he gets a little stuck in his head. Yes, I think that's part of it, yeah, is Dean is having fun. It's like a game for him. Yes, it's like, can I get caught? (laughs) Will I get caught? Like, how long can I get away with this? He's definitely having a lot of fun with it. Um, maybe a little too much fun. <laughs> whereas Sam's
1: like a certain whereas, different way we could go about yeah, this. Yeah, whereas or... Sam
0: is like, there has to be a different, a better plan. And I think, I think also Sam just kind of like gets stuck in his own head a little. My friends and I were talking today that Sam can't not be doing something. Like, Sam doesn't know how to take a break. Which we saw in last episode. With Sam, um, Dean was like, let's go to LA. Get a, like have a little vacation, and Sam immediately found them a case. Yeah. You know, and then just worked the whole episode while Dean was having a little, like, Dean was working, but he was also having some fun, and Dean got laid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sam got laid the episode before, but, you know. Um, (laughs) He did. He did, yeah. And then he had to murder that person, so, (laughs) mm, probably bittersweet. (laughs) But, like, Sam is incapable of not working. Like, he doesn't know how to take a break. And I think the episodes where we see Dean, like, fitting into place and stuff, and Sam being like, this is dumb, I hate this plan, Yeah, it's Sam kind of doesn't know how to relax and, like, settle into a role and have fun with it, because he's too uptight about gotta solve the case, gotta stop people from getting murdered, you know? Like, he just gets too stuck in his brain. He needs to... Go sit on a beach somewhere for a while he'd probably get really anxious about that <laughs> he would not enjoy that probably oh <laughs> to be honest though that part of Sam the like can't take a break highly relatable <laughs> yeah, literally last night i was I was telling Haley about this. It was, like, kind of late, and I knew I needed to go to bed, but I felt like I couldn't go to bed because I hadn't gotten the things I needed to done. I was like, I didn't do anything today, and therefore I should be doing things and not sleeping, because that's, like, sleeping is, like, a reward for doing the things, but my friend was like, no, just go to bed. Like, you can get them done tomorrow. (laughs) You can do them on Sunday, like. I was telling you about this, too, like... I was just kind of
1: brought up like I feel like I had to like get stuff done in the yeah. day or else I wasn't productive or I was like failing, you know I yeah like went through the same yeah,
0: like the same I background when I was younger, I think I was better at relaxing, yeah, like me too. it was okay like I could sit down and read a book, you know, yeah. like I spent like four hours sitting on the couch one day reading Harry Potter <laughs> like. And no, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. That was okay for me to do. But then, like, as you get, get into high school... Get like, older. it's less okay. Yeah. And like... then you hit college, and it's like, well, you're supposed to be an adult now, so you're supposed to be doing things. It's like, oh, did you do your homework? Did you... Do your chores. Do all your did chores. Did you do your laundry? Have you done... Yeah. That's... Why aren't you helping around the house? Maybe because I'm on the verge of a mental breakdown, Mom. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> Like, and then you just, like, sometimes forget. Sometimes a break. You, but, like, you need, like, you need like, Sometimes you
1: need a whole day just to yeah, relax. But and... it's
0: like we've forgotten how to relax. Like, yeah. I do not know how to sit down and read a book anymore. Because you have increased expectations on me yeah. now as an adult. The only way I read books these days is via audiobook, because I can do something else. Yeah. I can listen to an audiobook in the car, or while I'm doing the dishes, or the laundry or something. I never just sit down on the couch and read like with physical book anymore it's like I've forgotten how to do that I have too <laughs> like and it's this idea of we have to be doing something you have to be productive sitting down and reading a book is not productive but it is it is productive yeah it's just not cleaning and, the kitchen <laughs> also you don't have to be productive all the also, time also you don't have to be productive yeah
1: It's part of it's oh. taking care of yourself and letting yourself yeah. relax too because that's important
0: yeah it's an important lesson to but learn. it's hard to do. Sam doesn't know how to do that, so. Which this episode really shows. Last episode also really showed it. Sam doesn't know how to take a break. Um, so, now that we've gone on a little tangent, but I think it was worth it. Mwah! was a good thing to mention. Um, egg. I lost my page. It is an egg. <laughs> Does think it so feel good? <laughs> it doesn't feel bad, it's just massaging i don't know okay so sam tells dean that they need to find out more about this nurse uh specifically where she was buried and apparently they have five hours to do it so we are on a timetable um because no matter what they are getting out of here tonight sam's like no we are not sticking around another day um dean's like well we can't let deacon down we owe him and he decides to go talk to their public defender mara Um, Dean tries to get Mara to find out where Nurse Glockner was buried um, and convince her of his innocence. She's like, Dean, we need to be talking about your case. And He's like, listen, this is the way you can help me. (laughs) He tells her, he's like, look, you're a really good public defender, right? So then you can tell with just one look whether your clients are guilty or innocent. Dean That's not Dean, works. my darling, you watch too much TV. That is never how that works. Also, y'all are definitely a bit psychotic. And also definitely guilty of multiple of the things on the list. Like <laughs> So I guess it's more just like, can she tell whether he's a murderer? But I was literally listening to a my favorite murder episode and this lady or this person wrote in of the hometown and her uncle, I think her dad or her uncle, I can't remember, worked as the optometrist, and one of his clients was, like, prison. It was a, a prison, and he would go in and, like, do, like, the eye checks on stuff, and it was a pretty prominent one. Um, like, he did the, um, like, eye exams on Ed Kemper, um, who was a serial killer in California in the 80s. He was one of the many. <laughs> but, um... I, oh i can't remember what his like serial killer name is now um he was fucking tall too um, the co-ed killer yeah that's what he was known as was the co-ed killer and he wore glasses and this guy this optometrist like he he spent a lot of time looking in these guys eyes and he was like and so the person writing in the email had like asked him like could you tell Like, was there something different? Like, looking in their eyes. And he was like, no. Like, you couldn't tell. You would never know. Just from looking at these people. Yeah. Like, there are so many cases of a guy getting arrested for some horrible crime and their neighbors being like, you never would have guessed. Like, the, um, BTK. The BTK killer. He was a family man. Like, he had children and a wife. He volunteered at a church which is actually how they caught him because he used the church computer to make a floppy disk to send to the police because they lied to him and told him that they wouldn't be able to trace the floppy disk <laughs> when in fact they could trace the floppy disk. It was great. But, like, like these guys just can often passes normal people. So like Dean, <laughs> that's not at all how this works. You can't just look at somebody and know they're not a murderer. <laughs> that's that's not how it works. Um but Mara has tells Dean like, "No, I'm not going to find this information for you." Um so we jump to I guessing a few hours later because the boys meet up in the yard and they immediately start an argument. Um that they should, Dean wants to stay till he get the information if it is a job. Sam's like, fuck no, I'm out of here and I'm not letting you stay behind. Like, not happening, you're coming with me. Um, and they start fighting and one of the, the guards haul them away again. And it's the same guard from earlier and another guy and they bring them to the bathroom um, where the, the one guard that we keep meeting sends the other guard off. Uh, and this is revealed to be Deacon. Um, I love this reveal. I remember yeah. watching this for the first time and being like, Oh <laughs> like that explains it because I so, was like dick top that keeps beating up <laughs> Dean every two seconds this is actually I was, Deacon. Like, I was like like why on earth would Deacon send them to a prison? Like why would he be so worried about like a ghost in a prison? But it turns out Deacon's like, No, this is my prison. Like I don't want these like these guys don't deserve to die. Yeah. You know? Like, that's that's not how this works. Um oh, Dean says something like, Deacon, you are beating the hell out of me, man. <laughs> Poor Dean. Dean's a little bruised. <laughs> um, but I like Deacon. I don't know. We just, we barely see him. This is the only time we meet him. Can we ever
1: find out what favor they owe him to be doing this? Deacon apparently saved John's
0: life at oh, okay. some point when they were in the Marine, so um, oh he's like a marine buddy okay. yeah we learned that kind of earlier on in the episode I missed that <laughs> it's okay I kind of rushed through it <laughs> um mm-hmm. this is the only time we ever see Deacon but actually this actor makes a reappearance in a later episode uh characters Deacon Deacon Kaler I didn't know that was his full name yeah yeah. <laughs> this actor garvin sanford also plays supernatural producer jim michaels in season six episode 15 the french mistake which is the episode where sam and dean are sent to an alternate universe where they are actually actors jared and jensen playing sam and dean on the tv show supernatural <laughs> it's a great episode i can't wait to get to it the that boys had fun. a lot of fun with that episode um that episode has Misha playing himself, but more of, as more of like a whiny dick. Um, Genevieve playing kind of a character, caricature of herself. Uh, and then obviously, like, people playing all the different. So we get, like, Robert Singer, and we get. Um, Sarah Gamble and Eric Kripke, and it's and it's not the actual people; it's actors playing them. But it's still uh, great. It's funny. golden. I love it. If they so. just kept the actual people, that would have been. Funny. I don't know if any of them could act. <laughs> <laughs> They're all producers. Well, and that so. would have added to the. That would have been funny, but
1: <laughs> the, um,
0: humor of it. Yeah. Um. So the boys start arguing again because Sam is like, "We are." leaving do you want to have this argument for real dean we're getting out of here and deacon's like guys 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 <laughs> because he has an envelope from their lawyer uh <laughs> dean's like i am velvety smooth same as being such a little bitch <laughs> and fair enough is very sick of dean's shit right now i love his you want to maybe open it up after you're done patting yourself on the back <laughs> like, um, it turns out that Mara did, in fact, do the research that Dean had requested. And we learn that Nurse Glockner was killed in the old cell block not long after Moody. Um, apparently there was a riot broke out and her head was bashed in by some inmates. Uh, and Mara also found out where she was buried. Um, so, the they say goodbye to Deacon. Um punches him in the face to make it look real that the boys actually, like, overpowered him and escaped. I mean, they are both taller than him. Uh, They're very large boys and I don't- they're two of them and one of him. So, that's a factor. But I guess he's technically armed. (laughs) The boys escape into the vents and find the Impala waiting outside of the jail. I'm guessing they left this in a prearranged spot for him. Yeah. Like, did they just, like, drop it off at his house and then walk to the museum or something? I don't know. Um... Dean is very excited to see his car, though. Um, Dean says he wishes he could see Henriksen's face when he realizes that they're gone. Sam's (laughs) like, I would rather just never see Henriksen again. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, So we get to a little bit later. Henriksen is interrogating Deacon, who reveals that Dean met with their lawyer the other day. Henriksen's like, What did they do? And Deacon's like, Got up, ate breakfast, like lunch visitors' yard time, something like that. Um, And Hendrickson's like, any visitors, and he says, just their lawyer. Um, So Hendrickson goes to interrogate Mara, who refuses to tell him anything. Um, Meanwhile, the boys have arrived at the graveyard. Sam says that lawyer-client privilege doesn't apply in this situation, since, I guess, since they're prison escapees. Um, So she has to talk. Um, I don't really know the, like, legal Facts of all this, maybe Sam's right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he was a law boy, <laughs> except he wasn't really. <laughs> there is no pre-law program at Stanford. I'm sure he took some. I, he must have taken something, but <laughs> I just you can't be pre-law at Stanford. You're just in a that, Stanford State University. Can the <laughs> yeah, alternative university? Okay, but under pressure, Mara reveals that she did pass information to boys about this nurse. Um, and where she was buried. Hendrickson wants to know where this is. And we cut to the sign for Mountainside Cemetery as police cars start rolling up. Um, meanwhile the boys, specifically Sam, (laughs) has finished digging the grave. (laughs) As the feds get out of their vehicles, we, like, are cutting around here. Back in the jail, we see Deacon in the bathroom when the clock stops and the temperature, like, the cold spot hits and the ghost appears, um... cut to the FBI searching the graveyard. Oh, you know, I never caught that she went after Deacon then, because he just broke the law. She even tells him. She says you helped those two escape. Oh, yeah, she does. She does. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Which she's not very picky about who she kills. No. (laughs) Um, I love the way that we're cutting around here, though, because you think, like, the FBI are searching the graveyard, and here are the boys burning the body, and Deacon's being attacked. Um, The boys obviously shave Deacon in the nick of time. One of the other times burning the body actually works. Yes. (laughs) Doesn't always. This time it does. Um, While the nurse's body burns, the FBI agents realize that the boys are nowhere to be found. Um, Henriksen asks his partner, she said it was the cemetery, right? And the Reedy, or whatever his name is, the most uh, special agent boring, (laughs) there's the episode title. Says, um, (laughs) says, yep, Mountainside Cemetery, and then you see Henriksen, like, realizing what's going on, because Reedy says Mountainside Cemetery, and then we cut to the sign for Green Valley Cemetery, and the camera pans over, and we see the boys heading back to the car, <laughs> because Mara sent the FBI to the wrong place. I love this. Would she I get love in this trouble I'm sure she probably did. <laughs> But like what were the consequences i of don't that? know i don't know we'll never see her again um we get a little clip of mara going out to her car smiling to herself as rooster by alice chain starts playing this is a great little music moment it's not as nearly popular as like renegade or oh death or back in black or you know don't but i think it's a great little or don't don't fear the reaper oh yeah yeah don't that is a the good reaper. one that's actually <laughs> for some reason right now don't fear the reaper is my alarm sound <laughs> i just picked it i don't know i like it it's a good song um but so sam and dean get back in the impala sam says um man you thought we were screwed before and dean's like yeah we gotta go deep this time sam sarcastically remarks that they need to go to yemen uh <laughs> dean says i'm not re- sure i'm ready to go that deep <laughs> Um, I hope that the wiki has an explanation for this because I don't get it.
1: Um. Oh yeah, as a reference
0: to friends, I oh, was thinking that. Oh, okay. And- In- Season four, episode fifteen of Friends, the one with all the rugby. Chandler pretends his company is transferring him to Yemen in order to avoid a scary ex girlfriend, uh, Janice. <laughs> if anyone <laughs> has seen Friends, you know Janice. <laughs> oh, here's a fun. I always forget about this. In the scene when Dean stands up and in the yard with his cigarettes and says, "Hey fellas, who's ready to deal?" If you look, you can see Jared mouthing the line along oh, really? with Jensen. <laughs> pretty great oh yeah uh, but um yeah That's so that's what Yemen is a reference to apparently the boys have watched Friends I guess it would probably be like on TV yeah right? When did Friends life. run from the 90s to early 2000s I feel like oh yeah well Sam was born in 1983 yeah, so he would have been 7 at the beginning of the 90s maybe four so, yeah, or 5 something like that so he would have been that eleven. Was like a ten year run or something. Yeah, Sam would have been eleven at the when Friends started. So they probably caught him on TV. Maybe they watched that episode together. I don't know. <laughs> but the boys uh, get in their car and drive away with the camera lingering on the cemetery, and that is the end of Folsom Prison Blues. And it is such a good episode. Excuse me. <laughs> they just, um. Oh, yes! Babe did research! It was... uh, Stop. Go away. Um, Um, I forgot to get into this. There wasn't really a good spot, so I guess we'll do it now.
1: There isn't, like, anything specific, so I'll just link the article for you guys. Okay. It's just about the top haunt... Most haunted prisons in the U.S., supposedly, according to the Travel Channel. (laughs)
0: According to the Travel Channel. These are... Which does the uh, ghost adventures,
1: and I think they visited all of these in ghost adventures, Uh, which is why it's on the list. Yeah. I've never I never watched I m- Ghost Adventures. Briefly
0: mentioned Alcatraz cuz we both visited Alcatraz. Yes. I think haunted prisons and haunted <clears throat> film sets are two of the like most like well-known like modern quote unquote haunted locations, <clears throat> you know? So, you want to read us a little bit about Alcatraz and I will obviously this link will be in the sh- the show notes (laughs) yes the show notes (laughs) for some reason i thought that was the wrong term (laughs) not
1: um so arguably the most infamous prison in america alcatraz saw scores of extremely dangerous criminals pass through its doors originally used by the u.s army as a military prison which i didn't know Mm. um construction for the current facility completely completed mostly by inmates began in the early 20th century Among its notorious inmates were Machine Gun Kelly, Robert Stroud,
0: the Birdman of Alcatraz, and Al Capone. If I remember correctly, I think Al Capone went crazy in Alcatraz. Did he? I think so, but I'm not entirely sure. Um,
1: Despite dozens of attempts, no prisoner was ever able to both escape the grounds and survive the one-and-a-half-mile swim back to San Francisco's shoreline. There's those, was it? <laughs> Supposedly.
0: Three guys? <laughs> Two or three Two guys. Two or three guys that had tried that one time. I'm sure y'all have heard that story. I, think I don't think they ever found out what happened we, to them. Nope, right? we have no idea what happened to them. They probably um, drowned. That escaped in a something. raft made of rainboats. Or rainbows, Um Rain jackets. Yeah. Um, you can still
1: see the hole in the wall that they dug yeah, out. Yeah, if <laughs> you, cool. if any of you guys have ever They're been still, to
0: Alcatraz or um, haven't been but would like to go, you can visit like their cells and they, they have, like the heads they use from the cafeteria. I yeah, think. They, what... they used spoons <laughs> to like carve out holes through the concrete wall. Yeah, which um, would have taken a minute. <laughs> uh-huh. And they painted like plaster. So what, if I remember what they did exactly, was there was like a vent in the wall, like at the at the bottom of the wall in each cell. I and to see who the guys they were. carved out around it with a spoon, so they weren't starting from scratch they were um working with like an existing hole and i guess they if i remember correctly they like painted to like look like an untouched vent to put in mm. front of it <laughs> so that the guards wouldn't notice but they also made paper mache heads to put in their in their beds yeah. when they escaped which they can you look can like they're asleep in there yeah you can still see those if you visit alcatraz um, which I did when I was 16. I did the it on two, my 16th birthday.
1: The two escape prisoners were Frank Morris and J- John and Clarence Anglin. Sorry, three. Yeah. I guess two of them were related. Brothers. Yeah. There was so. a movie that was made about that. Um, mm-hmm. There's the... Oh, yeah, there's a picture of the cell. Her- I'll link to the picture of that, too. But Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty good busts. How did they pull that off? With papier-mâché. Were pretty artistic. If I correctly. <laughs> yeah. Um they like covered it up, I guess with clothes and stuff. Huh?
0: Mhm. Yeah, I saw that hole it was pretty interesting. Um Yeah. We'll also have this link. It's the history news of Alcatraz prison escape attempts, I think, and it lists the June 11th um attempt. Okay, back it was to the kind article. Kind of successful. I mean, they got out, right? They got out. Don't know what happened to them. But. Probably died. Um, visit- There's a MythBusters episode about it. Actually, Is they it- like make a uh, um, raft out of raincoats and hmm. stuff. I don't remember what their conclusion was, but I remember them making the raft.
1: Okay, um, keep reading. <laughs> visitors to the historic site often feel a chill upon entering 14D, a cell used to punish inmates, and have reported hmm. crying and moaning as well as banjo music drifting through the hallways. Coincidentally, Al Capone would often be found plucking at his own banjo
0: during his tenure at Alcatraz. Yeah. So interesting. I definitely I remember entering Fourteen D and being like, Nope. No thank you. I don't I'm know. Oh good. I don't remember if I wanted that one or not. I definitely I, I remember doing that. And just, I just remember
1: the whole prison had a weird filter. The it.
0: whole prison has a weird vibe. Yeah. Whole thing's got a weird vibe but that that cell specifically i was like hmm no no thank you but yeah i will have those two links down in the show notes obviously i think alcatraz is the most famous us prison at least in the states i i'd be interested to know um let me just briefly mention the other ones in this article
1: in case you're interested oh yeah um so there is
0: <gasps> Eastern, Eastern State, State Penitentiary. Penitentiary. Do you know that one? Oh Buzzfeed Unsolved has been there, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I also think um Mikey from Glamingore did a video there. She's from she's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, that one's in Philly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's I'm pretty sure Mikey from Glamingore has done a video at Eastern State Penitentiary, but I think also that um, Buzzfeed Unsolved has been there. It's the one I recognize the most.
1: Um, then Ohio State Reformatory of course, Alcatraz, Missouri State Penitentiary, oh my God. Uh, West Virginia Penitentiary, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, <laughs> Potawatomi County Jail, there's the ghost uh, adventure guys going inside. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wyoming Territorial Prison. Oh. And yeah, those are the seven that they mentioned, or eight they mentioned.
0: So yeah. The and there's definitely a lot more that are. Buzzfeed and Salt Guys have done a too, so. few of the haunted ones. They did Old City Jail. I'm not sure where that is. They did Eastern State Penitentiary, um, Ohio State Penitentiary, Yuma Territorial Prison, um, Waverly Hills Hospital, and they've also done um, an Alcatraz episode for their true crime series. Um, If any of y'all have not watched BuzzFeed Unsolved This is really good That's an amazing show And I'm really really hyped Because Shane and Ryan Are starting a new Like I think it's Ghost Oh Ghost Files Um Yes They're starting a new ghost hunting show On their new channel Watcher Called Ghost Files And I'm very very excited But yeah they have all done great episodes, or they've done some great episodes about a bunch of haunted prisons, so I will, maybe I'll link those, too, for you guys if you would like to do some further exploring into haunted prisons. Uh, I also, um,
1: if you guys like Ghost Adventures, I think they went to all those prisons, too, in different yeah. episodes, and... They're, they're fun to watch. I like Ghost Adventures.
0: <laughs> I've heard in more recent episodes, they're, like, kind of going off the walls. Oh, probably. Like, specifically
1: the main host. They're trying to get more and more entertaining now. Yeah, I, like, I they have them, to
0: keep, like, upping the ante. I liked them back in the day better <laughs> when they were starting Hailey out. But. is a Ghost Adventures <laughs> hipster. She liked them before they were cool.
1: <laughs> it was after they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. The, I think it just the way you did
0: the hand flick and everything
1: <laughs> was just too funny. Uh, the the main guy, Zach Baggins, I think is how he Yeah, I think I he's know. the one going off the wall. He's, he's a little strange. <laughs> I, you would have to be to do that job, though, I feel like. Yeah. He's got his own, like, haunted um, collection in his house that, like, he collects all these, like, haunted objects and stuff. No,
0: thank you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Am I... No, thanks. Is he single? But why are you interested? Because <laughs> if he isn't, I don't know what kind of person would be dating I, I, like someone I honestly who have has no a collection idea. of haunted objects. But, yeah, he has. Someone a, who's also obsessed with haunted objects. He, I guess he has a deep fascination with uh, haunted oh, yeah. stuff. Obviously. I encountered a comedian doing some bits about how but it's a very over entertaining show. top and crazy Ghost Files is these days. Um, That's a I haven't watched it. Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Yes, Ghost Files is the new Watcher one. Um, it's, but yeah. it's definitely entertaining. Obviously, though. all the links to everything we've talked about except for Ghost Adventures, because I don't <laughs> know how to link to that. The BuzzFeed Unsolved episodes, because I think, I think they're the really fun. Travel channel. And all of the links that Haley used will be in the show notes for you guys if you'd like to do some deeper reading. Because we only really went surface level with this today. It really wasn't a good lore stopping point. I mean, I guess maybe at some point. I don't know. I just kind of got into the flow of the episode and, <laughs> and forgot to stop. I'm sorry. there wasn't anything specifically s- about, or, like, a haunted prison. Like, they're yeah, the they, boys never like, They really... didn't go to a, I don't know, an actual haunted prison? No, episode, it's just a prison that happened. Well, I guess it's technically a haunted prison. Cause it's a prison I mean, is it, it a ghost. real place, though, technically? No, okay, but the so, prison yeah. is haunted. But it's not it's a just real not place. It's just not a real prison, as <laughs> far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where they are in this episode. Let me actually check the wiki, because I don't actually know. They are in Arkansas. Little Rock, Arkansas. I think that's it for this episode. Um, did you... I think we got through your lore. Yeah, I think we've gotten through everything. Because I didn't really have any specific lore to bring up. Sweet. All Alright. Next week, we are covering Season 2... Episode twenty: What is and what should never be, and it's another really good episode that has none of none of our Sam in it. <laughs> like these last three, this uh, these last two episodes and the next episode are very Dean centric, mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay because the finale of this season is very <laughs> Sam centric, yeah, very Sam focused. So. It's okay to talk about it I had a dream
1: a few weeks ago about um, the gin.
0: Did you really?
1: Yeah. It was creepy. <laughs> I remember <laughs> like, hey, this is the guy from
0: Supernatural in my dream. <laughs> That's funny. I had a dream where Haley and I were trying to catch a train, but we kept missing it because we were just being lazy about it. And then finally a train was, it was like really late at night and the train was coming and I just like hopped on and I just left her behind. And I realized when I woke up that I just left her behind and I was so like like just awake me was so mad at dream me (laughs) for leaving her i was like no (laughs) i know you wouldn't actually do that i would not (laughs) but all right just to wrap things up today thank you guys so much for listening as always if you like what you hear and you haven't subscribed to us on your favorite podcast app that way you will never miss an episode um except for the weeks that we miss that's and that's on us (laughs) not on you (laughs) um but we are on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify google podcasts um oh also i don't even know them all we're on a bunch of different apps um also if you're able to please rate and review the podcast on itunes it really helps the algorithm helps other people find us and if you have any fellow supernatural fans you think might enjoy the podcast please tell them about us if you would like to reach out he leaves yawning. If you would like to reach out, you can find the pod on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. I've, we've got a lot of new followers on TikTok. Like, legit, I've posted some like thirsty Jared and Jen TikToks <laughs> specifically, and the followers are coming in hot like multiple a day and i'm like i really hope you guys actually know who you're following because we're a bunch of nerds (laughs) i mean everybody's a nerd but like (laughs) i hope they listen to the podcast i hope they listen to the podcast if you came from our tiktok hello tell us let us know (laughs) say hi i know there's at least one person who has um but he's also in the Discord server, so. But I didn't know that when I started talking to him on TikTok. <laughs> that was an accidental discovery. <laughs> this friend I'd made on TikTok is actually in one of my primary Discord servers, too. <laughs> that was great. So that was fun. Hello to that person. Um, if you want to follow me specifically, I'm Little Red Who Could on Twitter and Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley, my love, where can people find you? Um. She was very intent on picking at the sticker on her laptop, and I think I caught her off guard. <laughs> oh no, I pulled off a letter. Oh no! <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I didn't mean to pull off a whole letter. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Life Flows on 3, and Tumblr... I forgot the name of. <laughs> you forgot the
0: name of the app. Uh, HF Thoughts Blog. All right, now that we've gotten through that, which was like pulling teeth. <laughs> Teasing. Yeah. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Say bye. Bye. <laughs> Haley just picked up my one of my pieces of quartz, and I was like, "I'm not sure what kind that is." And then she said, "It looks like some kind of crystal."
1: (laughs) I meant quartz. (laughs) I love (laughs) it.
0: You're listening to We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a... What? You did it again. Oh, did I? <laughs> Listen, maybe I'll just do it that that's, way from now I mean, on, okay?
1: It's <laughs> just I'm um, confused. Every
0: time you draw attention to it, though, I get self-conscious. I'm
1: just wondering if you changed it, or...
0: I think that's how I say it when I'm practicing in the car.
1: I mean, it works. You can do that. <laughs> it's just, but it's I not don't... the way
0: that I have it written in I, our little script thing. I just don't
1: know if, what way you want it officially do it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll do it that way. I don't okay. know. I don't know. let me change it again. sound fine.
1: I was just wondering. <laughs> okay. Drag again! <laughs>